It is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Pull List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon's back. What's up, man? What's up? White Devil is here. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good to see you. Um... I have seen you recently, but the people have not seen you, so it's good to have you back. Yeah, they haven't seen nor heard. Nope, me. Last week you were gone. You were replaced by our friend Dusty. Yeah, he took over my life for a few days, paid a couple of my bills, cleaned my cat's litter box, and then disappeared. What a good guy! He's a good guy. He's a good guy. You know, we read crossover last week, and I was when I was reading it, I was like, "Damn, I should have read this with Simon because Simon would." get more of the references in the book because there's some books that we've already read. And then also you like Madman. Mm. Dustin, now I'll never read it. Dustin, Dustin hates Madman. Um, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah. What have you been up to? Tell us about your vacation. How was it? Uh, it was great. I went to LA. I did some, uh, you know, I did a little uh, acting. I did some. <laughs> no, I just acted a fool. I, uh, yeah, we went to everything you're supposed to do in LA except for Malibu. Uh, Venice beach is gross. Now mm-hmm. we saw some rats hanging around, um, like a pizza box or something. This, yeah. No, they, yeah. <laughs> they were dragging a pizza to their kids. Um, mm-hmm. we went to the Santa Monica pier and it smelled like piss and there were mm-hmm. rats. Just um, how I like it. Yeah. That good piss smell. <laughs> It's like, like six, it's like 6th Street down here. As soon as you hit 6th Street, <laughs> it's just like a very pungent, just piss smell. <laughs> like, is that popcorn? No, it's piss. Yeah, I love it. It makes me want to get a pizza. <laughs> um, Straight olives. Can I get olives and pickles on that pizza? Anyway. Yeah, let's give it the stinkiest pizza you got. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, relaxing, more relaxing than uh, I usually like to admit vacations are because I don't mm-hmm. want my wife to think that I like traveling because she'll want to do a lot more of it. Yeah. Yeah. I get extremely stressed out. Uh, and this is probably too much information, but I get like really bad stomach problems when I travel mm-hmm. because my anxiety is like sh- always shooting through the roof. But once I'm like there and uh, got like I knock a day out, I'm, yeah. I'm, usually, I'm usually pretty good. <laughs> I need at least one a day, a day and a half yeah. to really just like, <laughs> I'm like a cat in a new apartment. Yeah, you know, you bring them, you set the box down, and they just kind of back into the back of their cage <laughs> until like a day and a half later. Then they'll come out once they realize no one's going to try to kill them. Yeah, um, that's kind of how. Uh, I took advantage of the legality of certain things in California, so that was oh, fun. Yeah. Um, that would be like the only reason I would go. I am, I absolutely hate that place. I'm just kidding. I'm, I don't it, hate it. People have said, oh, you know, Lex always talks about how much he hates California. I don't really hate it that much. It's just a, a lot of people. Yeah, it was too many people. But I would say that it's not nearly as bad as I thought. Like, movies portray California as, like, bumper to bumper for three hours. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe this is COVID-related, but most of the time I was only in traffic for 45 minutes, no matter where I was going. So Yeah, so it can't be any worse than, like, the Metroplex or downtown here. Yeah, really. Yeah, it was no worse than I've ever experienced in Dallas. So, um, yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad to be back. 
uh, work was uh, an avalanche when I first got back, but it's smoothed over now. So, oh yeah, I, I totally forget about that. that. That has to be like a nightmare to come back to. It wasn't terrible, but we did have like they just decided to do something major the day I got back. The day I started, I was at work again. They were like, "Hey, send out a press release because we're doing something crazy tomorrow." It's like, like "Wow, okay, <laughs> cool, right?" Let me ease into it. Yeah. And nothing's been going on over here, man. Things have been going pretty much the same. Um, yeah, no, and we've talked recently, so there's not like a super a lot to catch up on. Yeah, but the people don't know. Yeah, but. They don't really care. Converse with me, buddy. Do you care, people? It is good to have you back. It's always weird to do it with someone else because, like, uh, like you don't know G- what they like. You never know <laughs> if you're doing the right strokes, or yeah, I know what you mean. As you mentioned to me before, like doing a podcast with Web, it was going to be really, really long, and it was like three and a half hours long. <laughs> I know you, you listeners out there didn't see that because I cut like huge chunks that you probably noticed there would be like, you could tell that it was going into a rant and I just like, Nope. (laughs) Cut that that shit off right now. (laughs) So, uh, it was a little bit more of snippets of the whole podcast. Maybe I'll put it out somewhere. Um, there was a lot of fun stuff in it, but it was a lot of like random rants and it's always like the same sort of rants that we always go on. So, I don't want to just rehash old stuff. Uh, yes. We recently got together with Dusty again. I love calling him Dusty because I know he hates it. <laughs> we got together with Dusty again, and we're working on this sort of YouTube project. I'm, I'm really excited about. I think I bit off more than I can chew, but we'll see. You just got to chew a little harder. Well, it's like my internet crapped out, and I don't know what's going on with that. Like, I'm looking at the the router, and it's just like, blinking on and off it looks insane hmm. i don't know it sucks i think it has something to do with it being 106 degrees here every single day yeah and like her no, man no one, <laughs> no one can hang with the crazy temperatures of texas we're gonna die send help guys <laughs> send help like i really like during the freeze i was okay because we had electricity the whole time like our water was off so that sucked Big time. But we still had electricity the entire time. So I was cool with that because I like the cold. Mm-hmm. Same. But if it cut off in the middle of the it being like 103, I would kill myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Talk to somebody that understands what you're saying because I hate the heat. I hate it. I hate it. I hate Dude. it. The other day I got done running because uh, my birthday's coming up. And so I, I'm like trying to lose a little bit of weight for my birthday because I'm depressed. You got to look good in a swimsuit for your birthday. <laughs> right. And so I ran outside. It was super hot. I was like seeing black spots on my way home. <laughs> and I get home and I take a shower and I'm like feeling good. I'm like, hell yeah. I felt disgusting before. And then my wife's like, hey, can you go do this and go do this? Like in the garage. And the garage is just like this sauna. It's like gross, <laughs> gross trapped heat. I'm just like, Matt, just, I just took a shower, dude. So, uh, two so days ago, I decided to change uh, my own spark plugs and Hell spark yeah. plug wires in my car. You got to feel like a man every now and then. You got to feel like a man. Dude, I was completely soaked through my clothes. Like, my shirt looked like a person that, you know, like in a movie when somebody's been walking through the desert and they have a sweat stain all the way down to their belly button. <laughs> yeah, that was me today after I ran. Yeah, 
That's what I look like. My pants were completely soaked through. My belt was moist. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to throw away my clothes after after being in the heat today. I was just like, I'm just going to throw them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was, was stupid. So gross. And it just feels gross, especially if you cool off with that stuff on still. Uh, so if you're not from Texas, you you have no idea what we're talking about. But uh, <sighs> it's like a pre- it's like the sun wants to kill you. Yeah, it's like there's no clouds in the sky and the sun is like 30 feet from your face. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm sure you've seen this meme, but like in um, Mario 3, when you're in the desert level and the sun starts coming down and it's trying to actively kill you, that's what it's like to live in Texas. Yeah, um, it's, it's, like a, it's like a de- it's it's like what a desert feels like, but not a desert. <laughs> Yeah, and it's sometimes it's a little humid too, so mm-hmm. it just like add. Well, so today we used to take walks around the food bank just as like a health initiative, and yeah. uh, we take like a mile walk. Today we went nine o'clock in the morning. I'm sure it was ninety degrees. There was no wind, and it was humid. Yeah, the worst. That's that the will... thing. There's like no wind. Like I went outside today, and I was just like feeling for the wind and it was just heat waves heat yeah. waves instead of wind and it's just like pounding on your face yeah and that's the thing it's like i can deal with a dry heat it's a dry heat you know yeah, yeah that's but, kind of the texas motto yeah but like when it's humid mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. and i've gotten relatively fat so i don't have pants or shorts that fit anymore so i need to go <laughs> to the store well that's one thing i consider i'm like Am I sweating so much because I'm fat? <laughs> like, yeah. Can I not breathe because I'm fat? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's me. I I say yes. I don't. Not yes to you, but yes. That's. Oh man, I, I, we weigh the same, so I'm pretty sure it's yes to me too. <laughs> in my head, I'm just like, yeah, no, this isn't normal. <laughs> I'm breathing way too hard. <laughs> yeah, like cutting the grass is just like a death sentence. I'm just like, fuck that grass. I'll just pour just outside pouring gasoline on the fucking yard. I don't care yeah. about it. <laughs> well, uh, I cut the front yard the other day, and again, like I'm not, I'm not a lazy guy. Like, I like doing the yard and stuff like that, but it's super hot. Even like you said at 9 a.m., it's hot as hell, man. And so I get up early, and it's still hot. And I, I cut the front yard, and she's like, "Hey, so are you gonna cut the the back?" And I'm just like, "Tomorrow." <laughs> what? Are you serious? <laughs> like, just stand out there with me, and then you would be like, "Yeah, no, never mind." You. You don't have to do that. You shouldn't do that. I don't, <laughs> I don't want you to die. And I come inside, I just have like dark circles around my eyes. <laughs> You're like, You're like blood. Completely, completely hollowed out. You look like Morph. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Morph from the X-Men, the animated series. Um, that's what's going on with us, guys. We live in Texas and it's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the section of the podcast where we talk about some trend topics. Before oh, yes. we get into this list, I didn't put it on here, but it's probably it's probably my favorite bit of comic book news that I've gotten in a while. I don't know if you've heard this, but there was some news that in Harley Quinn season three, they had a scene where Batman was going down on Catwoman. <laughs> and DC asked the showrunners and and everybody on, on on Harley Quinn to remove that scene because they can't sell superheroes 
or action figure. They're in the business of selling toys, and they can't do that with the lewd scene like that. Uh, I think it's hilarious. And there has been so many memes on like, you know, heroes don't do that and shit like that that just <laughs> crack me up. Yeah. And I just think it's so funny that that's sort of a, like with Batman, they're like, no, we can't. We can't do that. Like what kids are buying? First of all, I don't think they have Harley Quinn show action figures. Right. And what kids, what parents are letting their kids watch that show in general? That's a pretty bad show as far as like. The humor is kind of crass. Yes, uh, a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very mildly crass. I don't imagine parents are letting their kids watch, you know, these HBO shows. So they're not like, oh, well, Batman's going down on his girlfriend. Um, we can't, we can't buy you action figures of Batman anymore. Yeah, we can't have that. <laughs> like, what is the deal? And I think it's even weirder when I think about it because. There was a scene in the animated movie um, Batman the Killing Joke where Batman hooks up with Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just weird in general. Way weird. That's and it okay. was like, it was just the way they did it, too. Yeah. Like, she took advantage of him and he was just like, the damsel in distress. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Why haven't you called? Yes. I'm, uh, I'm busy. <laughs> so weird. They had that. That made it past the execs. They're just like, yeah, that's okay because it's Batgirl. We would have sex with Batgirls, probably what they said. Yeah, uh, and then in there was a Batman and Harley Quinn movie. I don't know. I don't know if you ever saw that one, uh-huh. where she has hint, she has Nightwing tied to a to bedpost, and mm. then she has her way with Nightwing. Disgusting. And, that made it past the execs, but the th- I think the thing is they're a bunch of like old ass dudes, and if it becomes, uh, I, I don't know. Are I guess you if, saying this man is servicing this woman? Yeah. No. I guess if their wives see that that's a thing, if they watch Harley <laughs> Quinn, they're going to be like, well, "How come you don't go down on me? Why haven't you gone down on me, Fred?" Yeah, yeah, no thanks. Well, I think we're just trying to nip that in the bud. Which uh, <laughs> I don't want my wife to know that's a thing. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Yuck. Uh, that's so what do you weird, think about though. that? Do you think they? Sh- I think they should have just left it in there. Not that I really, I don't really care. It would have been funny, I guess. It would have been mean, funny though. I think it's even funnier now that they like put a stop to it. <laughs> They're like, yeah, eh, they like stepped in. We can't do that. We could do everything else. That you do in that show. But that's where we draw the line. Yeah. What are you doing? Conalangus. That's, <laughs> that's why all those supervillains are evil in Gotham. Nobody's going down on anybody. Well, it's Battlingus if it's Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't do it, so no. So that's, <laughs> yeah. his, that's his kryptonite. He's got, uh, yeah, the spikies. You know, you got to be careful. Yeah, that's his. Now, that's why he just has the mouth hole. I mean, DC, you're yeah. fucking up. Yeah, that's Batman. Catwoman. Come on, man. It writes itself. <laughs> That's not in the news. Sorry, guys. I just it was just it's just been on my mind. And what do we got first? Aquaman 2. Everyone's been waiting on this. Officially has it. Everybody. <laughs> Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's of it. A, of Atlantis, I guess. That's that's the news, I guess. 
Are I you love, excited about Aquaman 2? No. I love when there's like a... No. I'm just going to give you a straight no. <laughs> I, I love when there's like a logo reveal or a title reveal. It's like, who cares? You know, yeah, just yeah, yeah. I'll wait until the fucking dumbass movie comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Like people got just creamed their jeans about the Spider-Man No Way Home reveal. And it's just like... It's literally a title. That's, that doesn't even... You have zero context of what that means. You can make uh, up a thousand different scenarios, but just yeah. wait till the trailer comes out. Why don't we chill, dogs? Yeah, come on, dogs. Come on, dogs. Switching over to some D- Disney Plus movies. <laughs> I got it all. I have it all. Uh, I usually try to put it in order of like Disney, you know, Marvel, DC, but I didn't do that this time because I'm lazy. Yeah. I even didn't even take out the hashtags from where I copied these from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's how lazy I was today. <laughs> So, hashtag, you have to read the hashtag. <laughs> the hashtag She-Hulk Disney Plus series <laughs> will introduce hashtag Hulk's son, Scar. Scar. Into the MCU. Hashtag uh, MCU. Why? <sighs> the Hulk has it, been like a very prominent character. And then I like, think Scar is this character that was first introduced in a What If series. Yeah. And then... It was supposed to be like, the, you know, him and Sire, whatever her name is, his wife. It's like this big, tragic story between them. And then his son hates his dad so much. And that's mm-hmm. sort of... Maybe they'll do that in flashbacks. I don't know. I think it would be... I think it's kind of interesting if they bring him up. Because he's like... In Thor Ragnarok, he was a, you know... He was like the big shot. He was a big shot. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he probably he probably hooked up with some chicks there. Yeah, he definitely got down on. He went down on some chicks. Yeah, unlike maybe Batman. even that had sex with them. Stupid Batman. Um, but yeah, so I can kind of see his existence as being a thing. Yeah, but I don't know why they're like making so a big. deal My only it. theory is that I'm not sure if Universal still technically owns Hulk. Like to why they're not. Because there's a reason why they haven't done a Hulk movie. I think it's because it didn't sell. Hmm. And it's, I mean, what so can they got you do the rights the Hulk? back to Hulk? Because he was Universal when they made the Ed Norton one. I think so. Hmm. Because my thing is that I thought they were trying to bring in a new like Hulk character, a hmm. younger. It could be a kid, basically. That turns because whenever he turns back to his human form, he's like 11 years old. Oh, yeah. So it could be like a kid. Mark Ruffalo's getting old. He looks like freaking Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's got it kind of a, I like, <laughs> I like him, but he does. I like look him cool. too, but he's looking real old. He's hitting that like decade where it's like, all right, man, you should do the, you should do the Quentin, or not Quentin Tarantino, but the uh, Grand Torino movies. <laughs> it definitely like looks like he might have had a stroke in the past. Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to move away from him being like the Hulk. And they could have this whole new franchise with a character that they, I guess they own both of them, but this, you know, they're doing the young initiative with the young Avengers and things like that. So maybe they're trying to move to a, you know, they can milk these guys for another fucking 20 years. <laughs> milk mm, like, these guys. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> like, who can we just milk dry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. So yeah, I'm interested to see what they're going to do because. I just I I don't want them to do too much. Like it's She Hulk. They're introducing She Hulk in this show, so like let it be about that for a little bit. 
Yeah, she best be hot too. It's the chick like the from. Um, I'd say Parks and Recreation, but I know she was in her own show, Orphan Black. She was in Parks and Recreation for a very little, very like three episodes. Uh, well, she was Tom's not, girlfriend. Oh yeah, that chick. Yeah. Um, she. It doesn't matter because She Hulk needs to be hot. I don't care yeah. the CG She Hulk. Yeah, the CGI yeah. She Hulk has to be. That was hard to say. Yeah, she G she CGI she shells Hulk. on the seashore. <laughs> oh my god, it's good to have you back. <laughs> this is gonna be an adventure, I can tell you. I like it. All right, so everyone is again more DCEU EU news that everyone's excited about the Flash movie. Mm. I thought it was weird that the first kind of teaser glimpse that we got was from the nineteen eighty nine batman costume with some mm-hmm. blood on it that was uh cranberry jelly ah that's what it is michael keaton he was on set eating donuts and <laughs> i thought that was weird that the flash movies first teaser was wasn't flash but whatever i don't really care so <laughs> with dc it's like yeah do what, what do whatever Who cares yeah i was i like i think it's cool i like michael keaton batman so i'm in mm-hmm. but they finally offered up a similar image with the flash suit. It looks like he's going away from his hodgepodge suit and he's actually getting like a sort of mesh. I don't know. A more flash like suit. Uh-huh. I hope the movie's okay. I don't, it's gonna, I don't it's have a lot of terrible. Hope. I don't have a lot of hope for it, but we'll see. Did you There's, see the flash suit image? Uh, I, yes, I did. The logo image. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Ezra Miller was in um what's that name of that movie? Um it was a uh Fantastic fuck. Beast. No. It had oh my god. I've just like lost everything. <laughs> like everything I was like, I've got this, I can say this, and it disappeared. Uh it was a it was a funny movie. <laughs> Oh my god! That narrows it down about sixty yeah, percent. Forget it. It was by the same director that did like um, knocked up. What's that Ezra guy's Miller. Name? I don't think I've seen a lot of Ezra Miller movies. <sighs> Fucking hell! Just just go you know, on. I'll... Just yeah, just forget about it. Um, yeah, I don't really. I'm not a huge fan of Ezra Miller as the Flash. Uh. I'm indifferent about anything pretty much DCEU right now. So I'll watch mm. it for sure. It's like watching a train wreck. You can't look away. That's the name of the movie. Train wreck. Thank you. Is it <laughs> Honestly. Really? Yeah. Train wreck. He was in train wreck <laughs> and uh, he's in that movie with um, Bill Hader <laughs> and Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. He's in and that. I, yeah. And I think he has sex with Amy Schumer and he says like, he's like, Pinching his nipples, and he's like, "Oh yeah, fuck!" <laughs> like so me, he, goes, he goes like, he goes like, "Oh shit!" And so me and Nicole, every time we see Ezra Miller, we we say like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I don't remember that at all. That makes me want to go back and watch it. Uh, it's not good, but it that was a disturbing part of it. <laughs> I remember that movie because I I thought John Cena was hilarious in it. Oh yeah, he was great. It was the yes. first time that I was like, "Damn, do I like John Cena?" And that <laughs> yes. was the first time. <laughs> Same here, and I really like. So y'all all hated John Cena because wrestling, but I was like, I don't, 
I have no frame of reference. Goofy, man. He was just kind of goofy. Like he, he wore those jean, like long jean shorts. The, the, and his... Yeah, the yeah, jorts are never a good look. Um, yeah, he's kind of a weird dude. But anyway, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, this uh, he's pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah, he's not like he's more comedic than The Rock. Oh yeah, by a long shot. The Rock is just kind of like a massive dude that can play intense, massive dude roles. Uh, yeah, The Rock is only funny, in my opinion, when he's like, like a Jumanji, yeah. like in that kind of role. He, where when he doesn't take himself, yeah, he doesn't take himself too serious or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's like someone, he's playing another character playing him. Yeah, which is all his roles, pretty much. <laughs> all right, what else we got? More flash news. Apparently, Grant Gustin is reported. Apparently, Grant Gustin is reportedly said to make a cameo appearance in hashtag. the hashtag Flash movie. If you That's guys don't know that, who Grant Gustin is, he plays yeah. the Flash in the CW show. Well, they did have Ezra Miller was in the Flash show, so yeah, they did green screen him in. It does make sense, I guess. Uh, it's not necessary because in this Flash movie, we're getting. Batman, Batman, Supergirl. We were supposed to get Cyborg, but he's out. Um, <laughs> I think Zack Snyder's going to probably be in there at some at some capacity. Just Zack Snyder, like just Zack Snyder himself. It's just him. Yeah. Um, did I say Supergirl? She's in it. I think Supergirl it's weird. like that. Like the girl that played Supergirl. No, new Supergirl got cast. Oh, yeah. So. We'll see what this movie's about. Now Grant Gustin from the CW is going to be in there. Hopefully they put the arrow in so we can see him just like grimace. Broody. And I do like Grant Gustin as uh, a Flash, I, I, I will too. say. I do. I, the show is like crazy corny, yeah. but I like corny stuff. So Yeah, I think That's he's me. he's good. Yeah, there's, he's he is a really good Flash. Maybe he should have been like a Wally West, but I mean, still he works as a Flash. Can't take those shows too seriously. Mm-hmm. We got an official new look at what Jane Foster will look like as Thor in the upcoming movie Thor Love and Thunder. Did you see that at all? Yes, I did. It's very kind of like really bad screen print job on a shirt, mm-hmm. but it still looks pretty comic accurate. Um, looks like she has brunette hair instead of the blonde hair like she does in comic books which isn't like a you know a deal breaker or anything i always thought it was weird that her hair turned blonde whenever she turned to thor anyways um that's what happens yeah it's part of thor's go <laughs> what'd you think of it uh i'm curious how it's gonna happen but i think it's cool like yeah the milner that she has Obviously, there's not one in the current timeline, and it mm-hmm. looks if you if you enhance CSI Miami style, <laughs> enhance you can see that it's it looks like it's sort of cracked, and it could just again be the bad screen printing job, but it looks like maybe they rebuild it, maybe she herself finds the pieces and rebuilds it. That'd be cool. And then Thor has to come back because we know Star Lord and all those guys are in it as well. Yeah. I am probably more excited for this movie than I have been for any MCU movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, Ragnarok really. Proved... Some people really don't like Ragnarok, 
because it's just like it's kind of out there and they think they overdo it on the jokes and like Thor is funny but I I, I really appreciate Thor doesn't that, that he doesn't act like a, a normal person mm-hmm. I like that he acts sort of out of touch because he is a God that has been around for a thousand years. So of course he should not be like a normal person that is aware of normal people problems. Yes. So I appreciate that. Same. And I think he kind of evolves into that. Like if Mm -hmm. you look at like the first Thor movie, like he's throwing shit on the ground and it's not that funny. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. What's going on? But I think he evolves in it though. That that's, you know, I think they had to make a fourth one because the second one was so bad. <laughs> like, yeah, the second one is bad. And like, I haven't watched it since I've saw it in theaters. It's not good, man. It's still not but good. I might rewatch it, but I love that's probably my favorite MCU movie without a, actually without a doubt. That's my favorite MCU movie. Just because. Ragnarok? Yeah. Because it's fun. Like, yeah. It's good. They don't all have to be super serious where all the, you know, the whole world is on the line and, you know, yeah. where Ragnarok Cap- and, uh, um, guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Captain America, they're fighting a virus that can take out all the brown people in the world or, you know, Iron Man, is going to lose a million dollars. There's always like these heavy stake movies and these ones are sort of off world. And I, I think I appreciate that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So, and this one they're you know, Taika Watisi is saying that this one, they are doubling down on all the crazy stuff that they did in the first one. So I'm just like, yeah, I, I appreciate it. And I like that. It pisses off those alpha nerd bros. Yeah. Also like, Taika Waititi is hilarious. So yeah, he really is funny, man. Like I can't believe that I waited so long to see that Jojo rabbit movie. That's great because it's so it good. It's great. It is so good. I watched it like every single day after the first time I saw it on HBO. It's also very, very sad. <laughs> it, is it's really, great. it is really, really sad. Well, but like, I, this is hilarious, but that's really sad. Yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> Um, oh, this happened today, and I thought it was hilarious that people just like ran with it because when I saw this interview, I was Excuse like, me. What? So, our friend BD over at comicbook.com had an interview with the cast of uh, Fast and Furious Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> and so, and he, individually, he had interviews with all of them. He had one with um, <laughs> Vin Diesel, which I thought was cool because he kind of teased this Groot story where he goes back to his home planet in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which that sounds like, okay, that's probably true. Did he say it in character? Like, I'm Groot. I'm Groot. Well, uh, I think he just talks like that in general, like a mm. caveman. Yeah. So, <laughs> But BD did an interview with um, Tyrese. Who is one of the Fast and Furious? Yeah, always Coca Cola. Yeah, and he just like, it, you know, when you see someone that's like trying to be cool. I'm not saying that he is trying to be cool, but I think after so many years, like that's just like how he acts now. Uh huh. And so he's just doing his cool guy thing, and the interviews interviewee is interviewer is asking him about the MCU, obviously, or Morbius, because he's in Morbius the with Jared Leto. And at the end, he asks him, he says, so is Morbius in the MCU? And Tyrese looks at the camera and says, yes. 
<laughs> okay. And, and everybody, the you know, the internet just like everybody started making posts and articles about it and how it can all be connected and all the stuff. And I'm just like, dude, no one in their right mind should be listening to Tyrese, a secondary yeah. character from the Morbius movie. Like Kevin Feige and him are having brunch and they're just talking about their MCU plans or something. Right. Sony okay. quickly put out uh, a press release that said that Mo- Morbius is not in the MCU. <laughs> so please don't listen to Tyrese. Tyrese Gibbons doesn't know what he's talking about. Fucking up, man. What are you doing? And And for anyone that listened to that, that's insane. Yeah. Also, uh, just for a frame of reference, Tyrese, uh, was it Gibson? He, Gibson yeah. His career started in a Coca-Cola commercial. So yeah, I love that, that Coke was, commercial. That was a reference. <laughs> yeah, people were like, why the fuck is I thinking about Coca-Cola right now? <laughs> I have to watch. Maybe that's going to make them try to watch the video. Like, I yeah, have to watch the video. <laughs> yeah, make that <laughs> Coca-Cola. Uh, it goes viral. Again, yeah, cut the check. Cut the check, Coke. Last up on my news, I have E3. E3? E3? I didn't keep up with it. I didn't keep up with it at all. So Did, what I know you probably like vaguely kept up with it. Yeah. What throughout the course of like I think three days, <laughs> what what captured your interest? So the only thing that I thought was really notable, because this year's kind of a lull year, which is mm-hmm. sad because yeah. the new systems just came out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But um so I think Hello Infinite is looking great. They're doing free multiplayer, which is cool. Uh, Microsoft is also like uh, big into putting things on PC. So there's going to be a lot of cross play with that. Um, I love and- that franchise, man. Like that, I would buy an Xbox if I was just like flush with cash. I would definitely buy. I love that franchise though. Flush. Uh, but just buy it on PC, man. I'm yeah, sure you can put it on the lowest spec and still play it. Yeah, where they're all like Roblox. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> they just slide around. There's like no my, animation. Minecraft characters. Yeah. Um, so that looked cool. Um, Xbox had a lot of shit that's going to be available on their Game Pass, which is really cool. So if you're paying for Game Pass, like you're going to be able to just get that stuff automatically. Yeah, their it's Game awesome. Pass is still undefeated. Yeah, it's stacked. Um, PlayStation doesn't even have to do a lot, though, to match that. Like, uh, hey, man, put PlayStation All-Stars. Just drop it. Just give it to people. Just do a remaster of PlayStation All-Stars, and uh, the crowd would go wild. That's what I'm waiting for at E3. Well, maybe. I feel like they'd have to do a little bit to it. Yeah. The reason it didn't sell well is because it was you'd be sitting there for an hour trying to beat somebody because you had to use a special move. That game was fun, though, man. We played it quite a bit. It was fun. I really enjoy it. I still love it. Um, Yeah. Oh, okay. So Xbox said, okay, PlayStation is no longer involved with E3, so nothing from them. Those Um, snobby bastards. Yeah, those bitches. Um, Anyway, uh, Square Enix, the only thing I saw that was of any interest to me was the Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah, let's but, talk about that for a second. People were uh, ripped it apart as soon as it was announced. Of course. I mean, that's the internet. Yeah. One, because of the, the Avengers game. That obviously didn't set it up very well, which right. sucks. It's, it's a, a, at a disservice for them. I think it looks cool. Some people are complaining about the character designs, but like, I, I, I like that they look different than 
like mm-hmm. the movie or exactly from the comic books. Like I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Some people are mad that you only play a Star Lord, but if you watch the game, like you, the other characters are incorporated. It's a single player game, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're kind of like, uh, like special moves, almost in the same way that like. If you're playing uh, Ultimate Alliance, like you're playing one character and you can direct other characters to do yeah. things for you. Mm-hmm. So I think it looks cool. I'm I'm excited to, to check it out. Yeah. And I think it's going to be. I just heard myself in my headphones. Sorry. <laughs> Weird me out. But anyway, it's going to be like a I think it's going to be kind of like a section based thing. Like you go into an area mm-hmm. and you have like an interaction with an enemy and then you're kind of trapped in that area. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like almost, almost like a regular RPG, but not. Yeah. So Anthem, that sense. Anthem was kind of like that. You you never played Anthem, did you? Uh. Uh-uh. It was kind of like that. Like a just a yeah, just a single interaction. Um. Anyway, and then, <clears throat> so that got my attention. I, I'm interested to see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Nintendo. I'm a big fan of Nintendo. Same. Of Nintendo. And uh, so their their show was a little lackluster. But the thing about Nintendo is they've stopped showing things that are coming out years in the future. Mm-hmm. Now they they focus on things that are in their immediate future. So yeah. um, right yeah, now, like the past six <clears throat> Nintendo like directs and announcements have just been like. Ugh. I remember being so excited for the old ones, like when they first talked about the Switch and first talked about Breath of the Wild, like just creaming in yeah. my jeans about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so they showed a little bit of the new Breath of the Wild that's coming out next year, which is cool. Let's talk about the tease, though. I did watch the Nintendo Direct or Nintendo was the only one that I was actually something that, you know, that I wanted to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts out with this very like somber scene where Gan- uh, is it Ganondorf? Don't, yeah, don't say Gandalf. <laughs> I was going to say Gandalf. <laughs> Ganondorf is dead. <clears throat> They're walking over this. I'm just like, what is happening with this? What is yeah. this? I'm excited. And then it's the fucking dude from Tekken <laughs> throws him off the ledge. I'm I like, know. It, it looked too much like a remastered version of like the um, Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. that I was like, nah. I know this has nothing to do with Zelda. I was just so excited at first, but then, like, yeah, I think as I watched it, I was just like, no, this is fucking Super Smash Bros. Yeah. And then it was Kazuma, or whatever his name is, from, like, Tekken 1. I don't know. It's I love Smash Brothers, but I don't, like, play it, so. <laughs> Me either. My son, uh, today, as a matter of fact, was like, hey, do you want to play Smash Bros? And I was like, we don't have that. And, <laughs> and he was like, it's right here. And uh, you can play it. I don't want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I play with Nicole sometimes, but hmm. like the past thirteen characters that they've added have all been from like fighting games or their sword anime characters. Yeah, anime. And like, yeah. Mm, no, once you add Crash Bandicoot or I don't know, I don't know who else I'd be excited about. Yeah, nobody really because they <laughs> added they added uh, Banjo Kazooie, and I wasn't like. Ugh. Yeah, who cares? The last person I bought, well, I got Sephiroth because I love that franchise, right? And no, nobody here is saying that's a bad game. It's just like, yeah, no, no, uh, I I do love that franchise. It's just kind of like weird to play now. I don't know, (laughs) like I don't know. 
Yeah, like so. the story mode wasn't anything that was like hyper intuitive or it wasn't an actual like story mode. It was just sort of like this tree of mm-hmm. fights. And so it was to me that wasn't like and it's not ever been known for like its expert story mode, but I feel like maybe they should spend a little bit more time in that. Yeah, I I like the uh emissary of darkness or whatever they called it for Brawl. But Yeah, me too. Whatever. Um so they tease that, like you said. Uh they are coming out with a brand new Metroid that's coming out in uh, October, a two D Metroid, cool. which I'm excited about because I love Metroid and I think the two D Metroids have been the best. Yeah, they haven't done a 2D Metroid since, like, Game Boy Advance. Fusion, yeah. Fusion was the last brand new Metroid story. I love that one, too. Yeah, it's good. And this is a direct sequel. So, they branched off. Other M was kind of a fuck-up, but... Was that the the GameCube one? Yeah, no, that was the one on Wii. Mm. Um, It's a pretty good game. I mean, gameplay-wise, it's a little too hand-holdy, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I enjoyed it. I like the character designs and stuff, but um, that was like a different universe. So like Mm. (laughs) it's a split. Everything has to have universes. So the Super Metroid, Metroid, uh, Samus Returns, the original Metroid, they kind of split from there. So then you have Metroid Fusion Mm -hmm. and then you have this new Metroid called Metroid Dread. And then the Metroid Primes are kind of in a different area. But uh, yeah, this one looks cool. I'm excited about it. Me too. Definitely get it. I I remember that I got really into Metroid and Super Nintendo. I think like a lot of people Mm -hmm. did. And the the two, like like you said, the 2D ones, I never played the one on Wii. They had one on GameCube, right? Yeah. the, the, The Primes were all on GameCube. That's what it was. So I played those. I, I like them enough, but I love the Prime series. Nothing, nothing like the original one though. Super Metroid. Yeah, and I, I think it. they're both good. Honestly, yeah. I, I love them both. But yeah, what else happened? Nintendo. <sighs> if I got to be honest, I can't remember much else. Um, that was really like. Well, they had the Breath of the Wild. Yeah, they did show a teaser for Breath of the Wild. It's coming out next year. Um, that, that has to be one of the top five games that I've ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild was, and I was so surprised by it. And it's not like it's really like simple as a like the game. I'm not saying it's an easy game. I'm saying it's really simple. Like they didn't overdo a bunch of stuff in it. And and I really appreciate that. And I've been so excited and waiting for two to come out. But we just keep getting teasers. Yeah, it's gonna take a while. Yeah, like I, if you looked at my Switch, it has like eight hundred hours on Breath of the Wild, and everything else is like fifteen minutes. Yeah, same. It's pretty weird. Uh, uh, no, so there they talked a little bit about that. That'll come out next year. They released some information about DLC coming to the Hyrule Warriors thing. I don't know. It was kind of a lackluster year. I got to be honest. I wasn't yeah. super excited about anything but metroid but like you said that's sort of this is just we're i'm not saying we're out of the coronavirus era i'm not saying that don't don't no mean moms getting my messages or anything and saying <laughs> like we're out over it wear your mask i'm not wearing a mask anymore by the way um 
they're going to be like, why did you ever wear a mask? Those are the mean moms <laughs> oh, that'll yeah. message you. But, Pussy. <laughs> but we're just in sort of that, we're on the back end of that whole quarantine era. So mm-hmm. I feel like next year is going to be too much. Like it's going to be too much stuff. Maybe. And I mean, that's just kind of how it is. Like there's always a lull year. Yeah. Well, this one was like a real lull year because no one was allowed to leave their house. <laughs> so Yeah. Well, I just mean E3 in general, but yeah, yeah. like I, I will say I it's it's disappointing to have spent $500 on a system. Man, I was just about to say that. <laughs> and still not have like a, I mean, we both bought it because we were going to buy it anyway, mm-hmm. but we and still like have FOMO and shit. Like if we didn't get it, you and I are pretty much the same when it comes to like FOMO right. eating us from the inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like a cancer. But anyway, <laughs> no offense to anybody that has cancer, but yeah, uh, or FOMO. If you're out there, you suffer from <laughs> extreme FOMO. We feel you. Sorry. Um, but yeah, this whole thing of like, we bought this system and, and there still hadn't been a killer app. Like, I like Miles Morales. That is the only PlayStation 5 game that I own. And I'm yeah. not talking about one that's been advanced to PlayStation 5. Same. That's the one I bought, and it was a PlayStation 5 game. That's the only one I have. I have been tossing around the idea of buying the new Ratchet and Clank, but I told myself I was going to. Actually, that's, I've been playing it a lot lately. I'm going to beat Ratchet and Clank because I haven't played it in years, and then get the new one. But I put on Miles Morales the other day, and I was just like, this is this is fun for about five minutes. Not that it's not a fun game, but it was just like I beat it, and so like once you beat it, there's not a lot to do besides like punch. Some yeah, guys. then you just have a sore dick. But like, exactly. I, <laughs> I really like Miles. That was a that was a really good game. But there again, was. I, and I got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I fell asleep every time I played. So. Uh, yeah, Valhalla that's, is that's not a good sign. It's difficult. You know, mm. I need to get Cyberpunk because, at the very least, you got. Did you get Cyberpunk for PS5 though? Mm, yeah, but I mean, again, it's still a PS4 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it Cyberpunk, in my opinion, is a great game. I think people like. Mm. I need to get that because I just. Bit, I was thinking that the same thing the other day. I was like, I have the PlayStation Five, and I'm playing games that i beat already on freaking playstation 4 yeah i've been i've been replaying games at uh what was i playing i've been trying to go through all the playstation plus collection games just to say Mm -hmm. like okay those are done i don't need to spend any money now yeah i i don't know i was playing a um i've been playing playstation 4 games like (laughs) that's what i play yeah it's weird i'm the same way i'm just like you know, they came out with those two new controllers, and I'm just like, damn, yeah, I'm going to buy those controllers. Yes, I am, but I would like a game to play. I'm also, so when I say I'm playing PlayStation 4 games, I'm also just replaying old games that I've played already. Like, I've Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Batman, I've been playing Spider-Man. Like I started, I started God of War from the beginning a few weeks ago. That's a good one. It is a good game. I almost thought about getting the... Um, I thought about getting uh, Fallen Order again because they have a PS5 upgrade. Yeah, me too. Just because I, I didn't actually beat Fallen Order either, so it's good. So I might, I might get that. But it's just uh, I, I'm spending a lot of money on comic books specifically this week, so I'm going to hold mm. off. Specifically this week, yeah, yeah. This week's a big week, man. I'm getting like 
every Venom 200 cover. It's the last issue in the series, and they have some just insane covers. Wow, and nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big time. I got a runny nose. Radiant Black is a series that I am campaigning that it's the next Invincible, even though it's like less, it's just like a less gory Invincible. Mm. So I don't really necessarily know if that's a good thing, but um, that that's coming out this week. I usually buy all the covers for that. And then Static comes out this week. Mm. And so I'm a huge Static fan. So I'm going to, I've already pre-ordered most of those covers. So I'm just spending too much money this week on comic books to like warrant buying a game that I'm going to play for like five minutes. That's the problem that I have with Ratchet and Clank. I love Ratchet and Clank and yeah. I really want to get the new one. I played the crap out of it today. Like I genuinely had fun playing it today. I'm not probably not going to play it tomorrow or like maybe the rest of the week. Well, it's not. I just know that once you finish it, that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank is a one time single player game. Yeah. And I love those. I do love those. I love those kind of games, but like, I don't know. It just sucks because you, it costs the same as a game that has, you know, constant replay value. A little bit more. Yeah. Like on PlayStation, it's, 70 yeah. bucks <laughs> playstation 5 game it's crazy. yeah that's why i've been thinking about i had gamefly for years mm-hmm. uh, i've been thinking about doing it again yeah me too because honestly it's like 15 bucks a month compared to like and playing games like ratchet and clank uh, instead of paying 70 dollars for it and like you said being one and done and never yeah. playing it again i think it makes more sense to just do that so i've been because they just i got an email from yes yesterday that was saying like hey come back we got playstation 5 games now yeah give you a month free and so i was like "Mm." yeah i got the same one so i like free free. that's another thing like uh i don't know like you know me Mm -hmm. i would love to say like oh yeah i'm gonna get this just because i want to play it but I've already played Fallen Order and I already want to buy it again. Stupid. Yeah. 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 Well, that was like GTA 5. I bought that game twice. Maybe even three times. No, I bought that game twice. I had it. I don't know why I bought it twice. I, had, I think I had the actual physical game and then maybe sold it. And then every all of our friends like started playing it again. Yeah. And it was like. On playing it pretty heavy, and it was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just buy it again. <laughs> and so I bought it digitally. I've bought it. No one played it. And then no one do played anything it. with it. <laughs> no one played it. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. Fucking bitches. Stupid, stupid. And that's the thing. It's like, I, there, there, during the PlayStation 4 era, and this is the last sidebar I'm doing with, during the PlayStation 4 era, we had multiple games that we all would play together. There no. hasn't been a single one on PlayStation 5 that has done no. that. Not on PS5. It hadn't been out that long, but also, I mean, yeah. even the tail end of PS, uh, PS4, I mean, we were getting old, you know? But we, we would get together and play Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of, yeah. I mean, we did play Ghost of Sushis. <laughs> we played that a lot. Not a lot, I mean... Like two weekends. We are getting <laughs> two old. Weekends straight. Avengers really didn't last very long. I didn't. And we also have friends that are really intense. Yeah. I still like Avengers, but I, you know, I don't got time for the grind, dog. I, st- I, I still pop on. I play Avengers probably once a week just because. Pop on. 
because I do I like I like Iron Man, and so like if I can just get on there and dick around being Iron Man and shooting people in the head, then I'm going to do that for a little bit. Um, sure. And then the you know the Black Panther stuff looks cool. So yeah, that does look cool. I'm totally not not out of it. It's in, it's still installed on my system. I'm sure that the Spider Man stuff is going to be real good. <laughs> Shit, man! I think that's coming out whenever Spider Man's coming out. Yeah, if it ever comes out. Yeah. I don't know. That's all we got for trending topics, guys. Unless, oh no, Simon, tell me about what you got on your trip. Did you get some toys? Oh yeah, I got a, I got a bunch. Let's talk uh, about that. Last week we didn't have any figure talk. So actually, I've got a, I just bought a bunch of shit, man. Um, so you got me some comics. I'm excited about that. Very, very. <laughs> um, do you want to see them right now? Yeah. So this is what I was. Oh, the I got you invincible. Yeah, but I got these sent today. So. Oh wow. This is from 78. It's called uh, Ghostly Haunts. I didn't know you were into stuff like that, man. No, I got sent this. This is what uh, Nicole's family friend sent me. Oh, nice. I got it today. And then here's the uh, the Captain Marvel one I was talking oh, about. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I got you some Invincibles. Did they, have any, did they have any more comic books or is it just like those two? I don't know. They just randomly sent me these. Just They were like, does Simon like these? And Nicole was like, yeah. <laughs> Hit them up and tell them to send you everything they got. Yeah, send me all your shit. Then we can flip that shit. Yeah, so um, I got the Mesco Two-Face the other day, which is cool. I got the Mesco uh, Ghostbusters set for like... 150 less than what they sell it for. Somebody had it loose. No, no box. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. As long uh, as it comes with all the accessories, then that's a, that's a steal. Yeah. I started kind of getting into the Muppet stuff. So I have like honeydew and, uh, I Baker. love the Muppets. So I'm really excited to see. That <laughs> yeah. you, uh, and it's weird because I try to, I try to get my kids to watch and they're just like, yeah, that's okay. That's not, it's like, no, it's not, so good. It's not as funny as you heard like saying it. <laughs> yeah. I got Swedish chef and honeydew and uh beaker. I got some of the, I can't remember what they're called in the show, but like Rasputin and um, Napoleon, I think, or something, whatever the frogs are called and Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So I got that. Yeah. Too yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I got some like Metal Gear Solid stuff. I found a Revolt Tech, um, Raiden figure, yeah. like from uh, from Rising, Rising Metal Gear Solid Rising. Ooh, I love I that got, design like, so much. Solidus, it was like a McFarlane figure that they made of Solidus, uh, for Metal Gear Solid Two. It's kind of so. Neat. Did you so did you find some like cool shops and spots? Yeah, pretty much everywhere that Nicole would look at a uh, synthesizer shop, I'd find a toy store around me. Hmm. I, so I bought Red Hood from the old DC Multiverse stuff from the Mattel line. And now that's got me hooked on building Killer Croc. So I've got hmm. all <laughs> I've got all those pieces coming, um, oh, yeah. and which are expensive because mm-hmm. Red Robin is crazy expensive. It's a good figure. Uh, I got couple of watchman figures i feel like i told you this but it was you told me you told me yeah Yeah. i got uh rorschach and uh the comedian let's see i got uh the mattel version of kg beast which is kind of cool you got the it figure that you wanted right yes yeah i got the 2019 it 
not the one that I wanted, but it'll do. Yeah. Um, which is funny because later I found the one that I wanted, but I'd already bought one. So yeah, one going to buy two like a douche. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, I bought a bunch of stuff, man. It's stupid, but whatever. I love it, man. When you're on vacation, there's no rules, man. Yeah. No rules. You come home and you regret it. That's what it's all about. Oh, I'll show you that. What I was talking about the other day. Give me one sec. Yeah. So I bought this, uh, from the McFarlane. It was, uh, it's like the dark Knights metal, but it's dark side. As Batman. Oh, wow. I've never seen them before. Yeah. It comes with like, I don't even know if they're in a comic book, but like a, a metal version of wonder woman. She's got like a chainsaw sword. Now that is, that's in DC metals, but I don't remember ever seeing, um, that dark side Batman. That's freaking sweet. It's pretty cool. He's big. I really yeah, the just chainsaw want... Wonder Woman's is badass. He's pretty big, and like a uh, Superman that has maybe a Doomsday arm or something. He's got like a yeah, yeah. Those characters are in there because so the that that trinity, that trinity is that that Superman with the anti anti life equation, Wonder Woman with the uh, chainsaw, but the the Lasso of Truth is in it, mm-hmm. and then Batman is a. Uh, a black lantern. Okay, yeah, and then they have uh, I have like Robin, which is like a kiss, but it's like like a kiss member, like he's got like mm. white face paint with black lips and shit and it's supposed to be mm. like if Bruce Wayne's parents hadn't died or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, but I got this one, it's cool. Also, I traded someone uh my black crick that I had. Um mm. For a uh, Storm Collectibles Bane. So I've got a big-ass Bane now. I didn't have Bane. to buy the McFarlane. Oh, yeah. The, is it the the Injustice one, right? Yeah. He's a big boy. He's like eight inches tall. Just like me. <laughs> like mine. When, when I'm doing I'm the limbo. Just me. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for our trending topics. We're going to take a break and listen to some ads, and we'll be right back. Listen, if you're like me, you're tired of going out on the hunt for great pops or NECA figures and finding empty or destroyed displays. That's where Galactic Toys and Collectibles comes in. They have a great selection of Funko, NECA, Gunpla, and trading cards. All your nerd essentials. Their stock is always rotating, so you never know when they'll have that thing that's sold out everywhere else. Use our affiliate link through my Instagram, Simon Toast, in the description or on our website, and surf their stock. You never know what you'll find, and it will really help out the show. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast. This episode of the podcast, we were reviewing a book called East of West. 
I put it out there like, hey, I have some books that I want to review that are come that haven't dropped yet. Like we've gotten early access to a few books, but I want to do it closer to the actual release date. So kind of we're in kind of an in-between phase right now. So I just put it out there. Hey, what books should we read? And East of West was recommended by some people with disclaimers. Some people were saying like, hey, you know, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. It's sort of one of those stories that you kind of have to get into after a few, you know, volumes. And it's just like, oh, that's not setting it up very well. A few volumes? Yeah. (laughs) It's not setting it up very well, but it's been a long time since we've had something um, that we didn't review. Super positive. So I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds perfect. Uh, I don't want to... A lot of people... Gave this book high praise too, so I didn't want to like I don't crap on it, but uh, let's talk about it. Since you haven't been here in a while, I'll let you take it away. East of West, number one, Out of the Wasteland, written by Jonathan Hickman, art and cover by Nick Dragota. The things that divide us are stronger than the things that unite us. A sci fi western set in a dystopian America where all hope for the future rests in the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Who just happened to be trying to kill the president of the United States? Yeah, um, I like Jonathan Hickman, but he is known for his. I, I don't want to say complex, and I don't want to say like convoluted or anything like that. But he, you know, because it's a comic book, I don't want to say it's convoluted or anything like that. But he writes these like really intricate stories his fantastic four one was great he's doing x-men x-men even though it is sort of you know sort of what i'm talking about it's (laughs) it's still pretty good so this first issue is a lot of that yeah a little bit we talk about getting into just getting dropped into a world and this one very much just drops you into the world and i i didn't find my footing in this world (laughs) until like issue five last page (laughs) kind of spoiler alert yeah uh, yeah, for the review yeah this is kind of my thought process of where i was at in the first issue not saying that i wasn't into it it was cool a lot of cool stuff in it yes Uh, but it starts out as in this like alternate timeline right Mm-hmm. Because it talks about these old wars and the outcome is different than what happened in, in our reality. And it's cool. A lot of cool, interesting characters. One gripe that I have about the first issue and most issues is uh, when I got done reading this issue, I was like, where are all the black people at? <laughs> There's no black people in the story. <laughs> like, I'm not There's- one of those people that are like, you know, I love representation. I love diversity. Uh, but I'm not someone that like tries to scream at people or anything like that. But I, I was like, this is a lot of white people in this book, man. Uh-huh. For this to be, hey, <laughs> for this, Native, to... <laughs> Native Americans got some representation though. I mean, they that. did that. They did. And they is well deserved. But uh, I was like, man, there's really not a lot. Of, there's not a diverse cast at this point. Mm-hmm. What do you think about issue one? Sounds like I'm harping on it. But... Well, I mean, to be honest, like. So uh, the visuals kind of drew me in. Mm-hmm. I like it reminded me a little bit of like the gunslinger. Yeah. Dark Tower series, the sci-fi western shit, alternate realities, alternate yeah. futures. Yeah, like a future we- future western. It was that was cool. I love westerns and I love the future. 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah uh, it was... Uh, I like that part. There was kind of mysterious, like, who the fuck are these albinos? And <laughs> Yeah, well, but, first of all, I was like, who are these kids? Because you don't find out that they're the apocalypse, uh, the four horses of the apocalypse until, like, the end of the issue, kind yeah. of. Yeah, but I kind of knew that they were. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just like, these are the four horsemen and, the, yeah. and their fourth is gone. Like, Yeah, it made uh, sense, yeah. Yeah, especially with like, I think the little girl having like a skull face. Yeah. I just, yeah, it was like, that's pestilence. Anyway, but um, yeah, it was uh, intriguing. And like we've said a million times before, love being set into a world that I don't quite understand. But issue one didn't explain anything that would make me understand. No, um, it, it issue one felt like an issue two, or it felt like a sequel series. Like uh, it certainly. felt like we should have known a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah, that's exactly what I felt. I felt like I hadn't read something that I was supposed to. And I, I, you know, and we do learn a lot. I just feel like issue number one, well, it was too much mystery. Because, I mean, I was into it. I was into, like, the whole badass, uh, they called them witches, the people that he, he was with. Like, they were badass. Mm-hmm. But, like, we didn't learn where they met or, like, why they were hanging out. Yeah, well, pale people. Like, I just, I just didn't know after reading the first one. There was a lot of, I needed my, th- my thesaurus as well because there were a lot of words that I was like, maybe <laughs> what I'm not, that mean? maybe I'm not smart enough to read this book. Yeah. And I mean, even him going in and spoiler alert, stop listening if you haven't read it or don't want to. Yeah. If you haven't read this at all, just stop listening because we're going to, we're going to talk but about it. Coming in and, you know, he kills the president within the first couple of pages. Yeah. You don't, and you don't know why. Right. Yeah. It, there's, I don't know what the motivation is with anything. <laughs> and, and like, it's just sort of like a weird, the world is already weird. So for the context of there being a president in this world is, is sort of weird. Well, um, one president, right? Cause they have yeah. the white tower and black tower. Yeah. Um, I did think it was interesting. Like he kind of set off. So this character death sets off this avalanche for the other four horsemen to find a good successor for the president. Mm -hmm. Cause this president that he killed was a true believer of whatever they believe in the message. Yeah. The message. And, uh, since none of these uh, other successors that would, you know, your normal path of who would, uh, hierarchy, I guess, of the presidency. None of these other people believed in the message until they got to the yeah, that was attorney way, general. Way down the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, they finally found somebody to take over, but I don't know. I really didn't understand a damn thing. I did. Um, I liked the character designs. I thought his horse thing was cool. Oh, and it got so much cooler. It, it's just... I didn't know where to I didn't know where to focus my attention. And that just may be like a me flaw. It may not even be with the story. And someone no, did mean, say someone did say, you know, there's a lot of characters 
it's sort of like Game of Thrones as far as like multiple story threads and things like that. But I didn't even really get that with this vibe. Only at the beginning where they talk about like <clears throat> the religious leader and then the chief mm-hmm. and then the Asian leader and they all died and they all put together sort of this prophecy thing. Yeah, they were talking about Mal who that Mal I assume is the what the first the, Yeah, the first Mal that was like the leader of China during uh communist revolution of China. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of these other people I didn't know. Yeah, but then he says he says that both of these guys collapsed and died, but aren't they in the issue later on? I don't think so. I think they're they, just people that look like them. That's weird, right? Is yeah. that not weird? Like it, it I, I thought at least this uh one the, guy with the goatee, uh, with the long goatee. Yeah, I thought he was Prophet Longstreet. But I mean, like maybe that's the point. Like maybe they're trying to emulate. Who knows? That's just weird. I like that they had these like old you know, it's funny because you had a, a conversation about this tonight, but they had like these old um Confederate they're like union workers in here. They're mm. like space Confederate soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, U.S. They were like, "Yeah, you guys can't, you guys can't be here." And I loved that. That even in the future, I don't love that in the future that still exists. But I love that in this story, and how the turnout, you know, from the events of the wars, it's still there. And like they have these still these the Confederacy. It looks like, and people still. Don't like Native Americans again. I don't like that people still don't like Native Americans, but I like how kind of how they kept the theme going. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, so. I mean, there were just so many characters I didn't understand. There's this one guy who's like a hunter or something. The bartender dude. Yeah, yeah. He had this like sentient eyeball that he kept trapped behind like a metal blind pole. Yeah, yeah, and it's. Uh, I don't know. You like you don't even really know. There's one panel where the eyeball kind of comes out and it looks like he's talking. Yeah. Yeah, because there is a there is like a flashback page where mm-hmm. he's got the he's got he's got the gun to the guy's head, the bartender's head, and then it shows like a group of people. So you you kind of put it together like, okay, well he's hunting these people. He says his name's Death, but it could be like a just like a badass guy moment like, "Oh yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm Death." But then we learn that he is actually the fourth horseman of the apocalypse is actually death. Um, he used to be black. Yeah, you know, once you go white. I know they don't really explain that. Spoiler alert, ever. Yeah, same with the witches, really, because you have one witch that's like, I think earlier she's white. Yeah. Like the negative of how she is now and the yeah. same with the other guy, but I don't know. It's weird. Um, that's issue number one. Yeah, I mean, I it's was, really. I was interested, but I, I think the best way to explain it is I, I didn't know where to focus my attention. Yeah, I um, was very confused overall. I think it's a neat concept. I like the world. The yeah. art, the art pulled me in because I like yeah, the the, the style. Good, yeah, art's art is good. But you know. I, I'm with you. Like, I'm glad we kind of feel the same way because I had no idea what the fuck was going on and I didn't know how to rate this. Like, yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, I like these parts, but I don't know what the hell this is about. It was just, we talked about, it, we talked about it numerous times writing for the sake of like a massive 
story mm-hmm. arc and massive, like multiple volumes and multiple events and just writing this giant story. And this feels like, oh, that's what this is. Yeah. Writing for a sequel. Yeah. I I think that, uh, well, we can get to that later, but, you know, <clears throat> I agree. It just doesn't feel very well thought out. Yeah. Or, or it's thought out in the sense of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have 150 issues. Yeah. So I guess... Yes, it is well thought out, but not in a, not in a concise form. Like very you know, confident, very confident. I'm like, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be into this to where I can get my 200 issues out. <laughs> yeah, in the same way that we had an entire, you know, 300 issue run of Patastic. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I feel like that's what yeah. this is. Yeah, yeah, so. it makes sense in our head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not on paper. We'll see. Maybe one day. One All day. Right. East of West, issue number two, Sons of Prophecy. Following the high crimes of the debut issue of East of West, the fallout spreads across the broken nations of America. Forces align to stave off the apocalypse, while equally powerful ones do everything they can to bring it to pass. I will say that I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought that they had they had this sort of Illuminati group that was trying to... You know, they're so they're so into this message, into this you know religious movement that they are trying to bring on the apocalypse. Like yeah. you usually don't see that. You usually try to you usually see them like trying to prevent the antichrist, or even though they a lot of times they have like malintent, they were actively trying to bring on the end of the world. Though I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting because they're not ne- they're not necessarily like these evil characters. Yeah, you, you have like a guy well, that's the, they're politicians. So yeah, yes. they're, t- yeah, they're, they're <laughs> relatively evil. You have the guy that's the crown prince of Louisiana or wherever he was. <laughs> you have the guy that is always going to be cool to me, the governor of Texas. He was cool. Yeah. Which, spoiler alert, we learn that he's actually the only good guy on that council that we know of. Because he's like, uh, we'll talk about that later, but. These kids are really fucked up. I think it's, I don't, what's tripping me up about the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is that they get reborn every so often. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know why or what happened to them to where they're getting reborn, but then death wasn't reborn with them. And so now they're against death because in issue, issue number one, they're like, oh, now he's really not with us. Let's kill him. Yeah, it's like he should have died as well, but he somehow kept himself alive. And so maybe that's where the whole thing of him being black, and I don't mean black as in African-American, I mean like his skin was black. Yeah. And now he's, so, he's white. Yeah, he's white and it's basically a negative of himself. Yeah. Uh, they're creepy kids. They have all these dead bodies and they make the uh, Triforce symbol. <laughs> well, that's an issue one still, but... Um, I thought it was an issue too. Uh-uh. I'm looking at it in um, trade form, so I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, issue... yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Because he hadn't killed the president yet. Yeah. So in issue two, he's coming back from killing the president and meeting up with his witches. They like are eating an entire buffalo. Yeah. Well, before that is what you mentioned earlier. Is they're talking to the vice president and the, the three horsemen, kids of the apocalypse. Or like, you know, just sort of feeling them out. They need someone that's going to do what they need. They don't need a politician. They need an actual believer. And he says, which is cool. 
they even mentioned like, oh, that's cool. You stick to your, you know, who you mm-hmm. are. And he's like, no, I'm going to go by my conscience. I'm going to do what's right to me. And they're like, you know, that's going to give you some some good points, but not with us. And then they chop his head off. And I was just like, yeah. damn, that's cool. <laughs> the, the quote uh, I really like, basically, you just said it, but it's like, you're a good man. And that is certainly of some worth. That currency, it has its uses. But here and now, that coin lacks value. <laughs> yeah. And they cut his head off. And it's uh, cool because even after that, I, I like this whole page. Because then he says, still, look how far you came. With mm-hmm. the, look how far your conscience got you. You were pretty much at the top. Being yeah. like a, a good person got you all the way to almost to the top. And then they just cut his head off. <laughs> that was what was so confusing. I mean, I know this is technically still issue one, but that was what was so confusing about this book. It's like death killed the president. And now these guys are killing further in the line. Like, I guess the president, the way I see it is that the president was like their prime candidate for like delivering and holding their message and like keeping things going in that direction. But since death killed him for some reason, yeah, they're, they had like, to find a worthy successor. It's like they're working against each other. It's 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 hard to see. It's hard to say whose motives are like. It's, the motives aren't clear, really. No, because it seems like they're working against each other, but also like the things that Death is doing seems like it's okay with the other three because they're wor- they're working towards whatever they're still doing. Yeah. They find this creepy secretary. It's they got they go through everybody. They chop off a bunch of heads. In fact, one dude's like, "I can be trusted. I'll do whatever you say. Trust me. I can. You know, you can use me." And they're like, "No, he's you a politician. Don't believe it? Yeah, yeah, he's a politician. He's just telling us what we want to hear. That's not what we need. Chop his head off. He was the Secretary of State. They go all the way down to the Secretary of the Interior." <laughs> Which is, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. What I did find interesting about that is LaVey, like, her name is Antonia LaVey, and LaVey, I believe it's LaVey Satanism, Mm. is like the modern. She looks um, like it. She's creepy looking. It's like, uh, yeah. So, LaVey and Satanism is like, you don't really worship the devil. You just do whatever the fuck you want. Basically yeah. is what, what it's about. Um, and I just thought that was kind of an interesting detail. I'm sure they added that in there on purpose. Yeah. And it's so weird. Like you said, that's issue one still, because the way I read it, there have these, they have these page breaks. Yeah. Um, in between. And one of them's like, it basically says, you know, 12 hours ago, the president was murdered, but that's still issue one. So me reading it in trade form it was just weird because I was like, oh, these are different issues. So yeah, like you I, said, it starts out with them eating this giant buffalo. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I was a little confused, but I was like, this is going to be a short comic. Um, yeah. But anyway, so they're like in the Midwest, the witches and uh, death comes back after killing the president. And um, he's just being death, man. He's very confident in himself. So something. Bolo tie. He looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> so something that was mentioned in the first issue is like this during the Civil War, you know, I guess it's, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, during the Civil War, they're like fighting. There's a war on two fronts and all of a sudden a fucking comet hits 
and it kind of yeah, stops it says, everything. Like, but it says it's 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 weird because the story it says twenty the year the war goes on for twenty years. Yeah, and then the comet hits, and then it's they have like sort of this peace treaty. So there was something in the war that didn't happen like in our reality that I couldn't figure out. Well, it's twenty years long, <laughs> but um, yeah. So now this like meteor site, this crater is um, a big deal among these people that believe in the message. Yeah, um, sort of how they created their Illuminati group. Yeah, and and like Lex had said, there's so many different groups. There's a guy from Texas, the guy from Louisiana, the guy from the Native American state, the guy from the Mao. Which doesn't, I mean, like the Mao people, they don't live necessarily in China anymore. Like you find out later that no. they took over most of the West Coast. Hmm. So. Yeah, Colonel Sanders is the chief of staff of the Black Towers, which we don't even ever learn about. Yeah. Like the White Tower is apparently like the White House. Uh huh. But like, what the fuck is the Black Towers about? It's the Black House. The Black House. That's what we should have. Who's I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Uh, very creepy, cult stuff. They obviously do some blood stuff. Blood stuff. It's not. A, it's not a cult unless you do some blood stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> but then they all see. They all see something. Yeah, I guess yeah, they yeah. see the message. Uh, what the right. outcome of? I guess, and the. I thought it was really interesting that the president, Madam President, starts to cry. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, uh, you we, you knew what was going to happen. She was like, yeah, but seeing it is different than like reading like something that you repeat over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Asian chick from Mao is pretty rude. Yeah, all these people are pretty rude. Yeah, they're all crazy. They want to end the world. Yeah. Why would they be nice? The Colonel Sanders dude is obviously a weasel. He's got a silver tongue. They even mentioned that he's he's like a weasel. Mm-hmm. The coolest guy on the council is either the Native American dude that doesn't talk a lot, or the obviously Sam Elliott, older Sam Elliott guy. Yeah, from Texas. Texas. Yeah, and then you see the Black Towers, which is you know whatever. You don't know what yeah, the fuck is Chamberlain going on. Goes back to he goes back to the the Black Towers and. Death is there, looking cool. There is something. There's definitely, like, when you see his guards when he lands, they definitely have, like, kind of a British look about them. Yeah. Maybe, I I mean, maybe that's the Confederate flag on their helmets. I don't know. Yeah, that actually, now that you say that, it makes a little bit more sense. I saw it as more British before, but now I see maybe Confederate because it doesn't have that center stripe. Yeah. But at any rate, yeah, he comes back and like you said, death is waiting. He I didn't <laughs> I didn't like him at first. I didn't like death in the first issue. I was like, ah, this guy's just evil. You know? Yeah. What's his motive? He's just a bad guy. But I start to like him in this conversation because he seems so confident, like you know, we talked about. He wants to kill these guys. He wants to hunt these guys down for a reason. They it's the typical the feeling I get is like the Punisher story. Like they took something from this guy, and so now they thought he was dead. Now he's coming back, and he's going to kill all them. You know, get his revenge. Yeah, um, kind of kill Billish. 
Yeah, kind of kill Bill. It's more the Punisher who wants to kill everybody because he's a psychopath. Um, but this dude is even more confident. Like, out confidence is death. Well, he's like, the only thing I'm afraid of is death. And, like, what are yeah, you going to do? Like, for years, I believed in the message, but I've also grown accustomed to the things that I've gained in power. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really want to see the end of the world because I like my life. And Death's like, I don't give a shit about that. I won't kill you. <laughs> and then you find out that his wife's alive. Yeah. Death, so, so yeah, yeah, you find out that Death's main motivation is that he had a wife. Um, and then and the that's council, what, whatever, they're, the chosen is what they're called. She has wide eyes. It's kind of weird. She looks like an alien. But yeah, yeah. so he has this wife. And that's why he didn't reincarnate, basically. Yeah. And they, what he thinks is they killed her. Yeah. And so now he's makes, instead of reincarnating, he made it his purpose to kill all of them. Mm-hmm. Which goes against the four horsemen of the apocalypse, because if he kills them, then the, you know the apocalypse won't happen, because that's what they're chosen for. So that's why those three kids want to kill him. Uh, they end up working out a deal, bec- I guess, because he finds out that his wife is alive. I don't rem- now. I'm looking at the page breaks now because I don't. I don't know. I had it in my head differently. Um. So we do see them as adults. It's a flashback with Death's wife and her sister, which is one of the chosen. She's the chosen from Mal, mm-hmm. the, the new. Shanghai? New where where is it? New Shanghai, yeah. But then you see sort of the flashback of the, those two getting into it and she gets betrayed by her sister and we see an older version of war, pestilence and famine, which I thought was cool cuz they look badass. They look really cool and now I'm looking at this and I'm kind of confused cuz there was one during that flashback. Uh-huh. Um they show, like, during that flashback sequence, you just see for a second the hunter and the president and other people are looking at death. But I wondered whose red legs these were with the six shooters. I'm pretty sure that's war. Yeah. But she's against pestilence and, and famine, I guess. Yeah, I wonder what happens with that. Yeah, because we don't really get a lot of context in that scene. Yeah. That's something that's going to be in volume seven. <laughs> yeah you gotta read five years from now to figure it out stay tuned um but anyway yeah so it is cool which is the complaint you hear from war earlier it's like she's like i used to be this like lady and now i'm just this little boy yeah yeah you know? yeah. yeah and then you see, see like a splash page of them fighting which is cool because up until now we haven't seen them be badass they've been kids just kind of like just- shitty kids the whole time yeah, it seems like they change sexes every time they die. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess famine and pestilence. Pestilence yeah. is the big-ass dude in this one, looks like. Yeah. Wait, which one is famine? The blue oh, one? Man. I think pestilence is the green one. Yeah. Because that's a girl. The red one. Yeah. Yeah, which is a girl now. And that's how it ends, I think. Yes, issue three. The House of Mal. Take it away, my big dog. House of Mouse. Um, <laughs> all right. So, East of West, number three. 
the dragon. Death's reign of terror over those who rule continues, as the forces of the end times continue to work to bring out the apocalypse. It's the end of the world. Someone dies, someone lives, and someone falls in love. Ooh la la. So we learn we learn that the bartender is is, is a port is it is important, I guess. Because yeah. the three horsemen of the apocalypse come to him and he has the same information. Basically they want to know what he told death. He tells them, but then the that's when the eye really pops out. Mm-hmm. And then starts to talk, which is fucking creepy. It is weird because he's like trying to stuff it back in his yeah. Face. And he's just like, "No, shut up," which is cool because the the aesthetic of this book is really cool. Yeah, it is. One of the scenes that weird, weirded me out is this blue kid. He's really ripped, and there's a scene of a close-up of his face where his neck is all veiny and shit and just yeah, like... his eyes Ugh. are a little too far apart. Yeah, it reminded me of like when um, Jack-Jack turns into that weird monster baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like they're getting older though. Yeah, they did look like they were growing and they're like tracking death. They're trying to find him. Yeah, apparently this eyeball works for them. It's trapped in this guy's head. That sucks because it looks gross too. It's like... He has like this ooze coming down his face after the thing plops out of his eye. Yeah. Um, he has all the information on where he is. Death meets up with his posse, though. I didn't like the horse at first, but man, every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, that's cool looking. Yeah, it's neat. That's I think cool. it's neat that he's the only Well, uh, not neat, but I think it's weird that he's the only one that has a horse. Yeah. And then it, it gets way cooler in this issue. Yeah. When he uses it. <clears throat> they talk about like I still don't have the context of like him meeting these two and like why they're with him. Yeah. But I don't the, know. The the albino Native Americans. Yeah. Well, only one of them is white. The other is black. Black, like he was. Yeah. So I don't know either. Um, they do have some neat power sets, though, and the yeah. black one is naked. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he's naked. <laughs> we learned that the Premier Mao, the leader of this new Shanghai, pulled some strings to get his daughter out safely. Um, her and Death tried to escape together and and just be... A, you know, he didn't want to be Death anymore. She didn't want to be part of this dynasty. They didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So instead of the chosen killing her altogether, he seems really stressed out this entire issue about like the decisions he made to save his daughter yeah. and her sister, which is part of the chosen is just an asshole. She hates her. Yeah. Wants, to, wants to kill her the whole time. They have cool uh, armor designs. So yeah, she, her armor looks like an Iron Man armor. Yeah. The chosen one does. <clears throat> but you kind of notice like, and it, I didn't realize it right now, but his wife or whatever has robot hands. Yeah. I didn't really realize it, but, um, but at this point, Mal sends out a messenger and he's like, Hey, tell death, you know, they're going across what they call the golden bridge, which is the golden gate bridge. Mm-hmm. It's like, tell death, like to stop because otherwise, oh, sorry, that sounds terrible on a recording. I'm sure. 
otherwise I'm going to send like angels and dragons, what he calls his army to defeat him, uh, to kill him basically. And death is like, nah, dog. (laughs) He looks so cool in this picture. The great wall is coming down and my judgment will follow shortly. (laughs) He's pretty, I didn't like him at first. I didn't like him at first, but I like him. I like him. Yeah, I, th- I honestly thought he was a cool character. I just didn't understand it. Yeah. Like, I love the Old West, like, six shooters and shit like that. I love it. I just didn't and, get it. And I I love that, like, you know, the dad. So you, you think this is sort of a love story from where we're at now. The dad still is like, was it worth it? And she's like, yeah. So it's like still this. He's on a journey of love. They're going to reunite. It's going to be this special thing. Um. And that's where we're at. I think that's how it ends. I'm low. I'm trying to be sure now. They have the, he hasn't breached the wall or anything yet. It's very much just the the reconnection of the family. This issue is. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I guess I'll read. What are you supposed to read this? Yeah, one? it's my turn. Uh, okay. East of West <laughs> issue number four. <clears throat> I'm sorry. East of West issue number four. The Promise. Flashback to the fallout of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Learn what shocking event tore them apart and the secret that has been hidden ever since. Now, see, I probably should have just read all the synopsis first because that would have helped me understand what was going on. (laughs) Um, This starts out, he gets to the Great... They call it the Great Wall. It's not the Great Wall of China, but it's sort of like this barrier that they have for New Uh Shanghai. And um, they're about to do it. There's like, fuck it, let's do it. And then you see this horse that he has. Just It's just this giant cannon. Yeah, it's like a fucking laser. <laughs> and it's just eviscerating this entire, like, Shanghai army. I thought that was so badass, man. Oh, yeah, it was, it was super cool. And I loved it even more. So, I mean, there's some panels that I didn't like about this, but he goes in, he's firing off the, the robots firing, but the robots gets taken down for a little while. It's like face down in the dirt. Um, I felt kind of bad for it. It was, I don't know. It's a robot, but for some it reason, it seems I, like it's sort of sentient though, because it gets up. Yeah. And I love when it gets up and it's like kind of dripping this like lava laser shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was something about that visualization that really got me. Um, yeah. That was cool. It was super cool. But even before that, like his witches. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Like, yeah. They turn into crows. They turn into these like crazy wolf packs. This is something that I would, this panel specifically, is something that I would love to see. In live action or like a, really just like an animated movie, I think it would be mm-hmm. great because she's getting she's jumping over the crowd of these soldiers and they're shooting at her. And it looks like every time they hit her, instead of like her bleeding or getting ripped apart, it turns into these birds mm-hmm. and then her entire body. turns. She's just a swarm of crows. It's insane. And then him, he just swoops his jacket around. Or jacket. He's wearing like a throwing jacket. He <laughs> swoops his <laughs> members <laughs> only. He swoops his cape around, drops down, and he's fucking wolves pop out of it. Like that is this is a badass scene. 
and I thought about it first. I was like, wolves, what are they going to do? But I was like, these are magic wolves. Like, <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot s- of them. <laughs> yeah, they can smash through armor. Like, yeah, yeah. of course. And if they just get shot, I think they just disappear. I don't think it's like he takes like, physical damage. Yeah, knows, you never though? see it. Um, yeah. And so they're starting to see that this fight is uh they're losing. But this you're right, that is a cool scene where he gets up and it's just it's not necessarily just a laser. <laughs> like it's just like he's oozing this stuff out. I thought that mm-hmm. was cool. And then they show him like death, John Wick style. He's shooting people in the head without looking, and he's just like Yeah. That's what really started making me think of uh the gunslinger. It's just like yeah. His control over this six shooter. And then it's just like, we don't know how many wolves it is, but they're surrounded by crows and wolves at this point. Um, and they're all tethered. I didn't notice it until I saw the scene. It's like these wolves have these like weird cords coming out of their back. Yeah. Yeah. And the sister, the chosen sister, the evil Illuminati sister, is tired of it. She pulls mm-hmm. up this weird, but it's kind of cool, this weird sword that <laughs> folds up. And she's going to kill her sister. But then she says, oh, yeah, robot hands, bitch. <laughs> Catches the sword <laughs> and then smashes her head. Oh, dude, that was I did not expect that. No, I didn't even like, even look. I was at the top of this page and you see her. <clears throat> it's crazy dramatic and in sort of an emotional moment. This is her sister. And uh, the four horsemen are about to chop her hands off. Yeah, that's like a flashback. So. Uh, I guess Pestilence has her hands drawn over a rock and war is coming with a fire blade to cut her hands off. Like yeah. they said, so they say in the first issue, like people that want to hug up, they hug us. They always come back with nubs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Chops them off. And then she says, listen, she always worried her entire life that she was stone. We learned that she was like this badass uh-huh. war general. She was worried that she was, too cold and then she was oh she's yeah she said i was worried that i was steel that i was stone and then she said thank you sister for you know you made me that and then she just explodes her head i'm just yeah she's now well she says now i am steel now i am stone so thank you yeah and then she just crushes her head in her hand which is just nuts yeah super just so violent and then her and her dad have this i think it's a beautiful interaction he it's sort of like the whole asian uh you know honor system sort of thing he Mm -hmm. realizes that there's nothing for him anymore and she also realizes that and they have this this interaction with each other and she says listen he's gonna kill you no matter what i can do it if you want me to and she says, I'll miss you, but the world won't. Chops his head mm-hmm. off. It was great, man. And I love that panel right there. I love uh, onomatopoeia panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just says chunk. And within <laughs> the word chunk is her cutting her dad's head off. I thought that was. It is cool to see that that's cool. kind of drawn in there. That's yeah. cool. I like that. You got me. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. Um. And then she just makes this announcement that she is the house. She is now the house of Mao, and uh, everybody sort of sort of kneels kneels to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
But then we see Colonel Sanders with, with this like harem of women around him. Fucking creep. Uh, watching what's going on in New Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And that's when the three horsemen walk up on him. Yeah. And that's when they make a reference like, he says, if you think, if death came to see me, then why am I alive? And they're like, eh, you're kind of a slick talker, man. I bet you weaseled your way out of it, but she did. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, that guy's that guy something else. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with him yet. Yeah, he's, sort he's of like definitely. The, he's sort of like the, I don't know how much of Game of Thrones you watch, but he's sort of like that little finger character in Game of Thrones. Right, he's playing both sides. Playing, yeah, playing as much as he can. <clears throat> An interesting twist was she walks down her stairs and walks towards her husband. And this is these guys have been a powerful presence the entire comic book series. Mm-hmm. But then all three of them kneel to her. Right, like that's his wife, but he's also death. Yeah, and it makes it, it even talks about it like you should fear her as much as you fear him because she conquered death and then it's a panel of her of everybody kneeling to her mm-hmm. i thought that was crazy but that's not the end of the issue i thought it was there's too many fucking panel breaks or page <laughs> breaks the last page of this issue um what's his name the governor of texas <laughs> comes to colonel sanders and he's like listen chamberlain this, this is fucked up right like, I don't believe this shit. You don't believe this shit. But then he's like, boy, how dare you say I don't believe this? I say, I say, I say. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Well, he, said something. he says something fucked up. He says, I frequent this establishment as often as possible, Bell. I love the zoo. Yeah. And then Bell's like, I, I'd never come here because I can't stomach it. Yeah. And so it's just like this. You don't really know what it is yet, but it's yeah. like this weird facility Says the lair of the beast. Even, and in the first issue, we didn't reference it, but Bell, the governor of Texas, they all introduced him, or it's only the second issue, they all introduced themselves to the new president, and he says, you know, I'm Bell, skeptic, governor of Texas. And she's like, "It's a, you're a skeptic? Then I thought they only had, you know, true believers in this. And he's like, ah, I've been here forever. You mind your own business, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like it, they need a skeptic. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the end of that issue. And I will tell you right now, that was issue four. I was way more interested in the book at this point. Yeah, but I'll still say that I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like I, the scenes are cool, the action's yes. great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on either. Um, yeah. So okay, well. Go into issue five. The lost words. Hear the good word. Hear the message. In this issue of East of West, we find out the contents of the Apocrypha that predicts the end of the world. Or does it? Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, so, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say this starts out right after the battle um, at New Shanghai. And it's kind of like his wife is being a bee like she's upset so i talked about it earlier it's this love story this journey that he's coming to find his wife and they're going to be reunited it's going to be this big deal yeah but it's not like that there's way more to the story what a twist (laughs) she's not excited for him 
She says, no. this place, He, she meets him in the garden, and she says, this place was my prison since, you know, whatever happened, happened. You won't stay anywhere else but here. If you got a problem with that, you can leave. And then, then she's just, like, really cold, and they kind of explain to, you know, because she's presented as sort of this dainty princess that's trapped in, you know, the clutches of her evil sister and her warlord dad. But actually... She was a badass. Yeah, like a major badass. And then she fell in love, or death noticed her, and then they fell in love. It is interesting how it's written, though. It's like, Shaolian saw death, and death saw her. She denied him, defeating him completely. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, like, she's surviving. Pretty much, yeah. Like, every time she should die in battle, she doesn't. Yeah. But... What when death saw her? I'm like, is or so they're just on the earth this whole time? Like, yeah. am I? I was wondering if this is like a vision, like she's seeing death and the other, you know, three horsemen of the apocalypse, or I don't know. Is this metaphorical? Is this like, yeah, because he's, he's shadowy in this. They don't show them like in detail. They show them like a shadowy figures in this. Mm-hmm. But then they meet. Like at the place that the meteor fell, it's like they were going to fight each other, and then they didn't. They made out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brings her a gift. He makes her these blades, and and then they get to know each other, I guess, and fall in love. Mm-hmm. But then flash forward to now, and um, she's talking about what what's about to happen. They're about to go to war with the chosen. They're about to go to war with everyone else. She needs to be ready for it. And he's there. He's like, yo, whatever you need me, I'm there. And she's like, nah, you complicate things. Uh, and she says, as dead men often do, which I thought that was interesting. Yeah. We don't, we still don't know why he, what happened in that scene where those guys are looking down on him. We don't know. We just keep seeing that same scene. Yeah. It, and so... I don't know. I don't like how she interacts with him. She sucks. Yeah. She says I kinda, she immediately says it's over. There's nothing. Yeah. Things are different now. And I understand kind of when you get further into the issue, like, I guess I get it, but. Uh, so as you go further, like they death and her tried to leave the world behind. I mean, that's written in a speech bubble. Um, and they, they tried to get away. They tried to deny their destinies, I guess. They get busy, and but she gets before pregnant. Before that, though, like you said, she's being a, a B-word to him. Um, but he this is their first time. He wasn't there whenever she got her hands cut off. She wasn't there when they attacked her. And um, he, she says, you look different. He says, you look different. They took your hands. And she mm-hmm. says, yeah, you know, you healed. I got worse. He says, I'm sorry. She says, it's not good enough. He says, I love you. And then that's when you she starts to actually break her like tough chick, you know, that she's just trying to put on the show. And she's like, then when were, where were you when it mattered? And then we fought, you know, we felt flashback to what you're talking about. They tried to escape their identities pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he even says it, it was no small coin for me to remain here, like on this plane of existence. Um, but they have a baby. 
he is albino. <laughs> Super white. Yeah, like he is now. Um, and they kind of go into like, I don't know. The man. whole time they're talking about the prophecy, it's confusing as fuck, man. Cause they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two became three, and the prophecy is filled. Of the third, but not the three, a cup of a cup, a chalice of a chalice. Like they just, they say that numerous times throughout the book. I'm just like, just because you say it a lot doesn't mean it makes sense. Yeah, man. Don't just give it to me straight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, so she's very upset. And the thing that he wasn't there for is the, you know, the the other three horsemen and her sister attack where they were living when mm -hmm. he left and killed her son, killed their yeah. son. That was pretty sad. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was like, damn, but didn't. Right. Mm, what a twist. Yeah. Um, so he explains in much the same way that he, it was like hit with him. Like he finds out that she's still alive. And now she finds out that their son is still alive. Yeah. And yeah, he says, you, I thought you were dead, but our son, and she freaks out. Yeah, so this whole, like, I don't know what you call it, uh, prediction, whatever. The prophecy. About their son, yeah, this prophecy about their sons. He's supposedly the beast of the apocalypse. And then they show a splash page of him, like, oh, being how, indoctrinated and, like. How weird is that looking, man? Yeah, yeah, it's very, um, it's very. Oh, um, Akira. Yeah, 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 or Ghost in the Shell. Like, yeah. He's, like, hooked up to, it's, like techno organic yeah it's fused with all of his, his like his entire abdomen yeah uh, yeah acura is a good description because his hands kind of go off into mm -hmm. two um and this like robot is like asking him all these things but then you get back to colonel sanders and tex and uh they're kind of talking about it yeah and this is where the governor of texas makes his play like this this isn't right Mm -hmm. Like we need to this th we need to stop them, and then old slimy Chamberlain's like, "Ooh, no, nah. <laughs> I don't know what you thought this was, man, but uh, I'm not doing that shit." <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Obviously, has his own motive. Uh, terrible character. I want to punch this guy in the face. And he even says, "Like, well, or before he leaves, he's like, um, I bet you're going to tell on me, Rand." He's like, nah, that that doesn't do. That's boring. He's <laughs> like, mm -hmm. my the the things that entertain me are way more, you know, intense than that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and even that is like, Colonel Sanders says, yeah, go ahead, go try to save us all. You know, let's see yeah. what that'll do for you. Yeah, I thought that was good interaction, which obviously threads. You can see it now that you can. Now that I feel that this story is seven volumes or whatever it is. You can see that you're all every interaction pretty much are threads. Yeah. Like that's a story thread. Chamberlain himself is a story thread. Death, Jalen, all that the all these story threads. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just like, ah. Right. That's a lot of work. I don't have I don't have an enemy to read seven volumes right now. Yeah, it's a lot of work straight from the beginning. But um so at this point, like Jalian tells him to go get their kid, mm -hmm. and he says, "I won't fail." And she's like, "Yeah, well, if you do, there's no place on earth you'll be able to hide from me." 
Just like this lady's still being a bitch. <laughs> and his horse looks more like a cricket right now. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of settles down. It has a lot of joints. Yeah. Still looks cool. But yeah, he's like, I'll come back for you. And she doesn't give a shit. But she doesn't say um, anything, yeah. Yeah. That's and it. That, that's how it ends. He, it's a cool cowboy scene. He's leaving and he's got the crows around him and the wolves around him and he's going to find his son. Mm hmm. Cool. All right, so I got to know, man. What'd you think overall? Overall, I mean, I love the, I love the artwork. I thought it. I mean, there were some that panels that didn't work for me, but overall, I thought it was great. One, one panel specifically that didn't work for me is uh, in the very first issue. I think when they show his face, it's like very detailed superhero face. Um, sorry guys, I'm looking for it. Yeah, it's page. She didn't show me the pages. Page 23, where he's talking to the guy, the hunter guy with the eye. Mm -hmm. Before he gives him all the names, his face is like very just strong jawline. Just like very like Superman face. Yeah, and other and the other time he's just like a thin man. Yeah, uh, I don't like that. Well, that kind of threw me off. That was kind of weird. But I mean, some of them are just like some of the action faces. It's like this. um, The artist didn't. I mean, maybe he. I don't like any time they're screaming. Like any time they have their mouths open, I think it looks kind of odd. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that's just me. Um, so I thought the art was pretty good, man. I can't can't, can't complain too much about that. Um, I I really dug the art. Um, I would say that's the only thing that really kept me going. <laughs> I mean, I was I I like the vibe of the book though. Like we talked about, I I like westerns. I like cowboy stuff. I like that a lot, and I, I like futuristic stories as well. And this, I feel like the world was there. Right. Uh I just feel like it was just way too convoluted. It was it was too confident in its storytelling abilities. Yeah, yeah. only because it was definitely written for like volume 1 should have been volume 1 through 3. It should have just been a long ass volume. Yeah. Yeah, which is I agree. Like I I thought that the concept itself was cool. I love the idea of like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Like I like distorted um biblical stuff i think that's neat um but i just didn't know what the hell was going on most of the time yeah that's why i said at the beginning of this episode or the beginning of this review i was like we got dropped into a world which i usually like but i didn't i usually find my footing at the end of the first issue this one i didn't until like the last page yeah the last page I, i realized sort of and i i'm okay with having sort of motives between like characters I didn't get the sort of motives until issue five, last three pages. That's when I was like, oh, okay, these guys are evil. These guys are good. This is what's going on. Like, it, it just took a long time for me to, and that, and again, that just might be me. Maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am. <laughs> but, I'm definitely not smart. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. There was a I lot that I, I wanted to it. like. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I will say it, that. 
I'll say that I could only appreciate the parts that I could understand. So like the battle scene, this makes me sound really dumb, but like the battle scenes <laughs> were really cool. Um, I don't know. The characters but, were cool. Yeah, I like the characters. The sure. characters were cool. Characters um, were cool. They were. Yeah, let's rate this thing because we could talk about. It. I mean, we we excuse me. We pretty much give us given the gist. Let's let's given the jizz. Let's rate this thing. <sighs> you got to go first because you haven't been here in seven weeks. Okay. <laughs> it fell. Um, I missed you. I'm going to give it an I three. And I say that, I love that we have this. Nobody knows what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> I'll give it an I3 because I liked it, but it was kind of burned around the edges. It was trying too hard. Um, I, I think, think that this. it definitely has a good story at its center, but I don't want to have to read five issues to get there. So I feel like it was it was going too hard, and yeah. there's something good in there, but you might have to peel off the crust. Yeah, my reasoning is the same, and I've never given this score before. Um, my initial thought was like, my initial thought was like an A one or B one. Like I just didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with C nine. Damn, because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't that I didn't have enough. I had all the pieces. It was just maybe too much, like too much mystery, too many, like it was, it relied too much on like the suspense, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really suspenseful. Right. You, you don't care I mean? enough. You don't it care enough. It wasn't suspenseful, but it was like, what a twist, what a twist, what a twist. And just, I didn't need that. I didn't, give me the reveal in issue three, man. Yeah, the twist itself that they're like the four horsemen of the apocalypse could have been the main twist. For real. Um or the sun could have been an issue three. Like I don't I, know. I mean maybe not, but I don't mind it not being in chronological order, like yeah. having some I don't flashbacks, either, but, but to me it was it was just too much. They were trying to shove the whole world down your like this yeah. is how the world works. These are the elders. These are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They want this the well, world to end. Well, like you said, it felt like there was something that I didn't read. Mm-hmm. That felt like there was like a prequel book that even if it was just like one issue of like setting focus or maybe a I feel like there was an issue or a series that talked about the wars a little bit more. Yeah, because they spent a lot of time. Even I say a lot of time, but they spent like five or six pages, really building up these characters of the the three, like the original Mao, the chief, and the uh, religious dude. Like they spent a lot, and I get it. There, they built the prophecy or the message, but like I was so confused by that because Mao was years later. And then he added his piece to the story, and I was just like, "How does that work?" Mm-hmm. What happened? I don't know. It was just that. That to me was just like that's what that, I feel. Like. I feel like there was a mini series about that that I didn't read. Yeah, that and how like the the crater has anything to do with the Civil War. Like I don't know. 
Yeah, so C9, I've never given that before. Scrape off, scrape it. Hit it with a knife. Scrape off the suspense. <laughs> hey, you can still eat it, but you, you got to do a little it. work. Yeah, you got to scrape it off. Scrape off the unnecessary <laughs> suspense because it wasn't suspenseful. Yeah, it was confusing. It was confusing. Um, it was confusing. Yeah. So that's it, folks. I didn't hate it. Um, no. After reading I've, issue one, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be one of those ones, man. But after issue five, I was like, damn, I kind of like this, but it was like a huge but. Yeah, it was a big but. But I was like, and I'm it gonna, didn't lie. Yeah, it did not lie. And it was like, do I? It wasn't enough that I was like, I got to read it. It wasn't like a, I have to read it, volume two. It was like I should read volume two. Yeah, at <laughs> to this make point, volume one make more sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess at that point it does draw you in, but yeah. um, I don't know. But you, but you get what I'm saying. Like it's not like uh, Seven Secrets. We read Seven Secrets, and I was like, I'm getting that next issue because I got to know what happened. Right. This one, it was more like if I want to understand volume one, then I have to read volume two. It was like a forceful <laughs> read volume. Yeah, two. I would say like. I don't know the difference between Seven Secrets and this. Because because that had suspense, but that had, for me, it had like really It had suspense. less. It had less. Yeah. Uh, I will say that less is more in Seven yeah. Secrets. Yeah, like, because in Seven Secrets, there was like one mystery mm-hmm. and then one twist. Yeah. Who's attacking? Who's this guy? And what's the secret? Yeah. And the this twist is like. Yeah. The secrets were the mystery, and the twist was that that dude was. The head chick's son. Yeah. Then we got a mini twist that he was the son, but we got that in like the first issue that he was the son of those two people. Yeah. And this, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's like, there's this religion, there's this weird government. There's these (laughs) one time death was jaywalking. He, he got arrested. Got to kill that guy. Now (laughs) it's just like, like so many side stories. And then it, it's because it's not resolved and it's not that I need everything to be resolved, but it was like, yeah, death killed the president of the United States. Didn't give no and shits. It, it didn't seem that impactful. It seemed impactful at the time, but then it didn't really seem like it mattered in the next issue. Mm-hmm. It was like a lot of gotcha moments and a lot of twists. And gotcha. for me, it, it was just too much. C9. C9. Man, I've never given that one before. That's rough. Um, killed it it's good to have Simon back I feel like I'm in my I'm in my my zone when Simon's here yeah man I heard you last week when you said that uh, I was replaced so yeah yeah but I didn't mean it I regretted it I regretted (laughs) that instantly Um, not that I'm not you know not that I'm not I wasn't comfortable with Webb or anybody else but just like Simon and I got a good peanut butter and jelly thing going on <laughs> peanut butter and waffles are like uh, waffles and cocaine all right guys i don't know what we're reviewing next week i think it's going to be radiant bike volume one i don't know if it's coming out next week though i'm really excited for someone to read that one um there's a book called the wicked and the the wicked and the divine i'm really excited for you to read that one too just um, delete last week's episode and we'll re-review <laughs> Crossover. I want to read Crossover with you. Maybe we can do it for Patreon. You want to read it together? Let's yeah. read each uh, 
line. We do different voices for different characters. That would actually be kind of fun. Uh, that's <laughs> it, folks. I want to talk to someone about something. A few minutes, Simon's already been yawning. His fake yawns. Uh, uh, it's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so we will see you guys next time.